Welcome to River Edge Podcasts. We hope this message inspires and encourages you today. Hallelujah. Praise God. Thank you, guys. Awesome job. Good morning, church. Good morning, church. It is such an honor and privilege for us all to be in the house of God. Never, ever lose the wonder, the joy, the privilege, the honor, the blessing that it is together, together with the saints of God in the house of God, with the God of the church, Jesus Christ and the Father and the Holy Ghost. Are you ready? I'm going to preach. Anyone going to preach with me? Sometimes God needs to make clear our destination, but sometimes God needs to make clear our foundation. God wants to realign our starting position today to what is actually truth. I want to tell you from the start, what God is downloading is what I'm receiving in the last 24 hours. And there's something in the spirit that I'm really looking forward to what God's going to do. This is not just a nice cliche. I believe with everything in my heart that this could change all of our lives. I believe there is freedom in this word. I don't believe this is a nice word. I believe it's the truth. Know the truth and the truth will what? The truth will what? Come on, shout me down. The truth will what? Hmm. I got to pray and let myself loose. Father, stand to your feet, church. Stand to your feet. Come on. Let your outward show your inward anticipation this morning in Jesus' name. Father, we thank you for the power of the word, the power of the truth. And right now we're asking that you will minister spirit to spirit. Father, would you come, would you bring clarity to that which you need to be implanted into our hearts so that the very thing that we desire so greatly that seems to be elusive, ever out of reach, will not only become within reach, but it actually will become our living reality and that people will say, what has happened to you? And God, that the church will once again be that salt and that light, will be that signpost to the God of glory who does not come and just Add a little bit to our lives, but literally takes us from the grave into resurrection life, from death to life, from hopelessness to hope and faith, oh God, from despair into an anticipation that our God is still moving. We sang about it, and God, we come today and say what you did before, you can do it again. You could change Saul the terrorist into the great apostle Paul, and there's nothing in our lives, not a person in this room that is of greater authority than Jesus Christ. There is no past, no sin, no brokenness, no hopelessness that is greater than the supremacy of Jesus Christ. And God Almighty, let us elevate God right now in Jesus' name. We lift you up. We magnify you. 
and we exalt your name and your word because your word is truth oh God what the government decrees is not truth what your word declares is the truth what my feelings declare are not truth but what your word says is truth what my body says is not truth but what your word says is truth and I will know the truth and the truth will what church set me free You can sit down for a moment. Hallelujah. Praise God. Freedom is on God's heart. Did you hear me? Of course you did. I'm yelling into a microphone. Freedom is on God's heart. Some of you need to get rid of this line, perfection is on God's heart, and replace it with freedom is on God's heart. Freedom is on God's heart. Some of us need to stop elevating how good we are, and some of us need to stop putting down how good or how bad we are. We need to come back to this foundational truth that i got to somehow get out of me today. Freedom is on God's heart. The devil doesn't want you to believe that because he's made it about you being good enough. Freedom is on God's heart. The devil don't want me to believe that. He shifted the goalpost. But here's the thing that God's revealing to me even right now. It's not the goalpost that's shifted. It's the starting point that is shifted. So if you want some milk, go to your fridge. We're going to get some meat. God spoke to me coming into 10 nights of fire. There was four things that he said he wanted to do. He wanted to pull our thinking upwards. He wanted us to believe, truly believe that it can happen on earth as in heaven. But the third thing was God said to me that he wants to heal people and set people free. The fourth thing is that God wants us to emerge from this time stronger for kingdom purpose. So I want to lean into this, set people free. Ah! I'm trying, I'm trying. Set. God wants to set people free. All I'm going to do right now is meditate on the word and on what God said. Can you join me with that? Don't look for no polished sermon, just let's. Let's go in deeper. Whatever you're hearing, push in deeper. Can you do that, church? God wants to set people free. Set people. I, I, I was gripped by that. I was gripped by that. Set people free. Set people free. We think that's, and it is. It's about we're in bondage, and he wants to, he wants to take us out of that. He wants to set us free. But God's underscoring something else as a starting point. No, he wants to set people free. He wants to set people into freedom. He wants to set. To set means to put into a fixed position. I want you to get this. Before concrete is set, it's, it's easy to move and manipulate. Come on, church. It's easy to move into whatever shape you want. But once it is set, it's immovable. God wants to set us free. He wants to set us into freedom. 
Why? Because that's where we started. We've made it somewhere to reach, but God said that's where you started. God wants to set his people into the fixed position of freedom. Can I hear an amen? I'm going to make a few statements then. We're going to read a whole bunch of scriptures. And I pray and ask no one to throw stones until we get to the end. And even then, don't throw the stones, but don't throw them partway through. Because I'm going to say some statements that they're going to rock some of us. And they're going to mess with some religious demonic spirits. I'm not saying in us, but I'm saying the devil don't want this preach right now. Because we've made it about where we're going, but we need to know where we come from. We need to know our starting position because it determines the rest of our life. And God wants to set, (laughs) set to put us in a fixed position of freedom. Are you with me so far? We need to understand that freedom was a state that we were actually created into. It is not something that we were created to work towards. Come on, let's just let this drop. We have made freedom something that we're working towards. I'm talking in my own life. This can be in our spiritual life, our emotional life, our mental health, our life, our physical health. It is something that we're working towards. We're working towards emotional health or mental health or spiritual health. We're working towards being free in this area and that area. And we've made it something that we are working towards. But it is the position that we were created into. Freedom preceded the law. The law was given in Exodus 20. Freedom preceded the law. Therefore, freedom is not based on fulfilling the law. We have made freedom is if I obey the law, I am free. If I don't obey the law, I am not free. But if freedom preceded the law, then it cannot be based on the law. Are you willing to push in a bit? Freedom is found in living under grace, not living under law. And if you're a born-again, spirit-filled Christian, you can't be born again and not be filled with the Spirit, because the Spirit is what we are born again. Come on, if you, if we, come on, He comes and lives in us. If you're born again, spiritual Christian, your starting position, everyone shout at me, my starting position. The devil can't hear you. What do you say? Your starting position in Christ is freedom. You need to hear the word of the Lord. Your starting position in Christ, not what you're working towards, but your starting position is freedom. I am not working towards freedom. My starting position is freedom. This is going to set some people free. Anyone feeling this? Set us in freedom. Unmovable. Come on. We need to get some concrete Christians. Immovable, unshakable. The winds come, the storms come. Paul, I'm beaten, I'm in prison, but man, I'm in freedom. 
He's the one that wrote about freedom from a prison. It ain't got nothing to do with circumstances or location. It's a position. And if we're in Christ, our starting position is freedom. Can I preach? Can we do this together, church? Some of you are going, oh, I'm not sure about this. Okay, let's go to God's Word. Genesis chapter 2. Is anyone enjoying themselves as much, enjoying God's words as much as me right now? Genesis chapter 2. I'm just taking a moment to breathe. Excuse me. Genesis 2 verse 16 and 17. How many people know this is before Exodus 20? Anyone know your Bibles? Come on, talk to me. Genesis 2 before Exodus 20. This is simple math right now. Okay. And the Lord God commanded. Huh, so there was a command. Oh, Rabasakianda. Before the law. But what was the command? It was not a list. It was the voice of God speaking to his sons and daughters. We're going to get this today. And the Lord God commanded the man, you are free. The Lord God spoke and said, let me tell you your starting position right now before I say anything further to you. You're free. You're free. You're free. You're free. You are free. Come on. Let's not complicate the word, but let's not stop on the surface of the word. The Lord God commanded the man, you are free to eat. I want you to get the language. You are free to eat from any tree in the garden. Is that freedom or is that freedom? We got to obliterate the lie of the devil that says God withholds and the devil, you can have anything you want. God says you can touch any tree in this garden. God is the generous one. The devil is a liar. You are free. Look at all the good things that I've created for you and it ain't changed church. But you must not eat from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. For when you eat from it, you will certainly die. Look, Steve, there's law. That's not law. That's God communicating to his sons and his daughters. It's different from law. Hmm. This next thing, my dad said on a father and prophetic thing that we, we do together, a video thing, and he said this, it struck me. The reason why God didn't want them to eat from the knowledge the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, because that then became about a law-based relationship. He wanted them to live by his voice, not by their understanding of what was right or wrong. Our problem is we know what is right and wrong more than we know the voice of the one who's speaking. Freedom is connected to huh, hearing a voice not obeying a law. 
He goes, you don't need to know what is good and evil. I, I don't know if I'm getting anywhere. Are we doing all right? They had no idea of what was right and wrong. That's God's original intention. Because he says, I don't want you to know this is right, I'll do this, this is wrong, I'll do that. I don't want you to follow some rule book or law book, that's not my intention. I want you to walk with me, hear my voice, and just do that. It hasn't changed. That's where freedom is. Oh, I've got a lot to get through. We're doing good. We're doing good. Adam and Eve were created into freedom, and this is our reality when we are born again. We gotta have a fresh revelation in the body of Christ. Whatever Adam and Eve had been given by God and were created to be before they sin is what is our legal position in Christ now. Otherwise, Adam's sin is greater than Christ's redemption. The second Adam is greater than the first Adam. So we have to go back to pre-first Adam to live in the second Adam. Is this all right? We got to go back to that. And the first starting point is they were created into freedom. God, you're free. Look at all I've given you. Now listen to my voice. Don't touch that. It wasn't a law given. It was a, it was a voice speaking to a son saying, I know there's death in that, so I want to keep you from that. Love spoke. It wasn't a law given, it was love speaking. We're living by laws given, and God wants us to live by love speaking. Someone write that down because it's not in my notes. Thank you. God wants us to live by love given, not a law. Love speaking, not a law given. So when did Adam and Eve lose their freedom? Genesis 3. I'm going to read from verse 1. Down to verse 11. I, I honestly believe this is life-changing. I said to Sally, get in the car this morning, because this is all just in the last 24 hours, I'm just seeing this. And I just said to Sally, get in the car, I said, this is life-giving to me right now. I've been working towards some freedom in some areas in my life, and I'm realizing I'm actually, I need to shift from what I'm working towards to come back to my correct starting position because it changes everything. Amen. So now let's go to chapter 3, verse 1. And just before I say that, I want to tell you again, I'm just quoting Genesis 2.16, you are free to eat from any tree in the garden, but what? You must not eat from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. Don't touch that one because if you eat that one, you'll die. And I want to keep you from that. Are you with me, church? Now let's go to Genesis 3, verse 1. Down to verse 11, now the serpent was more crafty than any of the wild animals the Lord God had made. And he said to the woman, did God really say? Hmm. I'm going somewhere. Did God really say? You must not eat from any tree in the garden. Notice that his question was actually... It was not a wrong question, as in he wasn't saying something completely wrong. He asked a question. Did God say you can't eat from any tree? Now listen to what 
happened then in verse 2. The woman said to the serpent, we may eat from the trees in the garden. Great, you've got it right. (laughs) But God did say, (laughs) the devil, did God really say? The woman's response, God did say, you must not eat from the tree that is in the middle of the garden and you must not touch it or you certainly die. It sounds like she answered honestly. She did add a little bit. God didn't say you can't touch it. He just said don't eat it. So she even in her response took what God had said and added a legalistic extra step. You can't touch it. She said, God said don't eat it. She said, no, God said can't eat it, can't even touch it. The enemy comes and he wants us to almost like make God just Somehow what he says is not good for us, that it's legalistic. And we keep on reading here. The devil said, you will certainly not die. God said, you will. Now a different voice. I need you to hear me clearly. A different voice than the voice that they were created to walk in relationship with and to live life with in freedom. A different voice comes question what God has said, they responded, and then a different voice than the voice that they were created to walk with in freedom said, you will not certainly die. The serpent said to the woman, for God knows, oh how man he likes to, come on, for God knows that when you eat from it, your eyes will be opened and you will be like God, knowing good and evil. And then when the woman saw with her natural eyes, she had been, they had been commissioned to walk in freedom by listening to the voice of the Spirit of God. And then when something naturally got their attention, when the woman saw that the fruit of the tree was good for food and pleasing to the eye and also desirable for gaining wisdom. She took some and ate it. She also gave some to her husband who was with her and he ate it. Then the eyes of both of them were opened and they realized they were naked. So they sewed fig leaves together and made coverings for themselves. Isn't that the state of the world today? We try to cover our own things and make up for our own things that we've done wrong. It hasn't changed. Then, verse 8, the man and his wife heard the sound of the Lord God as he was walking in the garden in the cool of the day. That's what he did. He walked with his children and he talked with his children in the place of freedom. And when the children listened to his voice as he walked with them, they stayed in freedom. But here comes another voice questioning. And then when they naturally saw some things that were desirable to their flesh, they turned away from the voice who created them and listened to another voice. Verse 8, for the man and his wife heard the sound of the Lord God as he was walking in the garden in the cool of the day, and they hid from the Lord God among the trees of the garden. Come on. How many people know there's foolishness right there? Trying to hide from, come on, 
can you, can you step into this with me for a second? How ridiculous do they think it is trying to hide from the one who is omniscient, <laughs> almighty, by hiding behind a tree? Yet you and I do it all the time. But the Lord God called to the man, where are you? When God asks this question like that, it's not because he can't find you. He just wants you to answer. So when you're lost and you're hiding and you're broken and you hear God's voice, answer him. Don't fix yourself up. Don't say, I'm not worthy. Of course you're not worthy, but he is. And if he's calling you, answer him. Don't wait until you clean yourself up. This is our problem. We're working towards freedom rather than responding to the one who created us and put us in freedom. God said, where are you? And Adam answered, I heard you in the garden. Of course you did. I was afraid because I was naked. Of course you were. So I hid. I need you to hear this next bit as we keep on pushing in. And God said, huh. see, this is how we live life. This is how we live. Oh, God, I pray revelation comes right now. See, this is how we live. And God said, why did you eat that fruit? That's not what he said. He said, who told you? Why did you do this? No. Why did you listen to another voice? This is way deeper than we understand in the natural. Why did you look at that? Why did you say that? No. What voice were you listening to? Come on. Married people, one leaving the marriage. It's not. Why did you leave the marriage? What voice were you listening to? If you're lying and you're caught up in habitual lying, it's not why you're lying. What voice are you listening to? What voice is speaking that that is the thing that will bring you into greater freedom? The voice that we listen to determines whether we are in freedom or not. And it's not something we're walking towards. It's something that we actually start from. Who told you? You were naked. Have you eaten from the tree that I commanded you not to eat from? He goes to the action huh, after he's addressed the issue. Your issue is not your sin. That is the action and the result of actually not listening to the voice of God. The sin is actually not listening to and disobeying the voice of God, not the action. Can, can, can I... Can I can I push some of this? This is, I'm just getting downloads right now. The greatest sin is not immorality. It's not listening to the voice who says, flee you fool us. Have no hint of sexual immorality. Come on. Do not commit adultery. We've made the issue the sin. The greatest sin is not the issue. It's not listening to the voice of God. Anytime. Any of us or anyone in all of history has ever sinned or been out of freedom, it's 
always because we're listening to a different voice than the voice of God, without exception. It's a voice issue, not a sin issue. Mm. I'm ugly, I'm unworthy, I'm terrible, God would never want me. We see the issue is low self-esteem, insecurity. No, the issue is we're listening to a voice different to the one that God says, hang on, I made you, I formed you, I fashioned you, I called you. It's a voice issue. It's a voice issue. You're struggling with fear? It's not a fear thing, it's what voice are we listening to? God says, I didn't give you the spirit of fear. Come on, I gave you power and love and a sound mind. I will never leave you. I will never forsake you. You walk through the waters, I'll be there. Come on, if you go through the fire, I will be there. I am with you always. I'll never leave you. I'll never forsake you. If you're in an issue of, I, I just got lack, I've got lack, I've got lack. It's not a lack issue. Is a voice issue. Paul is in prison in lack and beating. He goes, I have learned the secret of being content. Oh, whether I'm well-fed or hungry, whether I've got clothes, whether I don't have clothes, it's, got, it's not a needs issue. It's not a want issue. It's actually a voice issue. And I know that I can do all this through Christ who strengthens me. He's in me. He's leading me. And I'm listening to His voice. And I'm in prison on assignment because that's what my God said. Your issue is not your action. It's your origin. God's first question to Adam and Eve was not why did you eat the fruit? It was who are you listening to? And that's where Adam and Eve lost their freedom when they listened to and acted on a different voice than God's voice. Are we hearing the word of the Lord? It was not eating the fruit. That was the problem. It was listening to and obeying the wrong voice. God never, ever, ever intended us to live under law. God never intended us to obey a list of rules and regulations. Never his intention. If it was, listen to me, I'm just getting this now, listen to me. If that was his intention, it would have been included in creation. If he wanted to give the Ten Commandments, he would have given it in Genesis 1. He says, you don't need it because you got my voice. I just feel overwhelmed with the glory of God right now. You don't need a list of things to know what's right and wrong. You need to know God's voice. His voice will lead you. Because a lot of things that are wrong for you are not wrong for someone else. It's not always about a sin issue. It's actually about a following issue and a walking in relationship with God issue. Many of the things that derail you and I are not bad things. It's just not what God wants for us. So it's not the issue or the action that's our problem. And we think it's a problem is that we're not listening to His voice. He says, here is the way, walk ye in it. The law was given to people who were created in freedom and then started to listen to a different voice. 
and then got themselves into slavery and then they continue to do that. And God continued to constantly try to bring his people back to his voice. But they keep on making dumb decisions, wrong decisions by listening to another voice. Come on, their hunger, their pain, their oppressors, come on, themselves. They started to listen and then they went into slavery. And then God brought them out of slavery. And in Exodus 20, he says, I'm the Lord your God who brought you out of slavery. Why? Because you were never created to be a slave and now that you are and now that I've got this this uh, understanding says God that you will keep on going to another voice let me give you 10 commandments do these things but Jesus came to replace the written law and says let's get back to walking with the father and listening to the voice of God Do we have some more in us? It's either I stop there or I keep on going. Okay. Be it unto you according to your word. Galatians 5, let's go to the book of Galatians. Written by a man who's in prison physically. Are you with me, church? Come on. There are some deep things we're in right now, but we're going deeper. Anyone ready to go deeper? Some of you right now are struggling to receive this and going, that doesn't, listen, don't listen to the wrong voice right now. Speak to yourself. Shut up, devil. Come on. Shut up, self. Shut up, history. Shut up, addiction. Shut up, brokenness. I want to hear the voice of the Lord right now. Because I have been straining and struggling and persevering and working my guts out for years trying to get to freedom. But now God is saying, hang on, that's where I created you in the first place. Let's get back to listening to the voice of the Lord. Galatians 5.1. Hallelujah. 1 to 4. It is for freedom that Christ has set us free. Why? Because that's what my Father and myself and the Holy Spirit intended back in creation. That's what it is. And I came to reclaim what we lost. Sin was a consequence of not listening to the voice of God. Sin is not the issue. As far as the action is the sin of not following the voice of God. It is for freedom that Christ set us free. Does that mean, oh great, now we're free, it's all good. So why then does Paul say, let me tell you the bottom line. This is what he's doing. Tell you the bottom line right up front. The reason Christ came and died for us is so that he could return us back to freedom. It is for freedom, that's why Christ set us free. Are you with me, church? So now, says Paul, let's talk about this. Because I know what we're like. Come on. Just read the children of Israel's story. Read your story. Read my story. Read our story. Now let's talk about this. You need to stand firm. Oh, so it's about works again, is it, Paul? Listen, stand firm then and do not let your uh, selves 
become burdened again by the yoke of slavery. I have set you free and your starting position in Christ is freedom. And here's the truth that just needs to shock me to the core of my marrow. No one and nothing, no circumstance, no person, no enemy, no one against me can ever take me out of freedom. And that's why it says, you stand firm and don't let yourselves. He's in prison. Read 1 Corinthians 11, 2 Corinthians 11, the list of what that man went through. Come on, shipwrecks and abuse and 40 lashes minus one, five times and beatings and stonings. Come on. And he goes, guess what? I'm free. You need your head red, brother. No, we need our minds washed in the blood of Jesus Christ. No one can take your freedom. So stand firm. Come on, you're in freedom. Stop trying to work towards freedom. I'm in freedom. Come on, right now in Jesus Christ, I'm free. I, don't, I might not feel it, but I'm free because that's what Jesus said. But I've got to stand firm. Otherwise, I can become entangled again, entangled again by the yoke of slavery. Why? I tell you right now, it's not if I lie or steal or lust. Now, that's what I thought it was. It's when I listened to another voice. Full stop. That's it. Did God say? It is for freedom that Christ has set us free. Stand firm then. Do not let yourselves be burdened again by a yoke of slavery. Mark my words. This is Paul saying, please listen to me. Come on, give me your attention, church. Stop wrestling in your minds right now and get into your spirit. Mark my words. I, Paul, tell you that if you let yourselves. See how it's the it's all rise and fall on my decisions. Your decisions. I, Paul, tell you that if you let yourselves be circumcised, a cutting away of the flesh, a physical thing that was required by law in the Jewish culture. Listen to this. If you're going to still hold on to, I will circumcise myself physically because then I'll be right with God. That's the whole point of this. If you let yourselves be circumcised, Christ will be of no value to you at all. I'm just telling you what the Word says. Surely there's going to be some value if I don't do that and I don't do this and I do this and I do that. No value if that's what you believe makes you right with God. Again, I declare to every man who lets himself be circumcised that he is obligated now to obey the whole law. If you want to be justified by getting yourself circumcised or stop uh, lusting or stop lying or stop committing adultery or stop gossiping, if you want to be right with God by stopping these things or doing these things, then you've got to do it all, all the time with no exceptions. Paul goes, is this what you want, church? Because this is not what Christ set you free for. He says in verse 4, he, then he says it plainly. Because you are trying to be justified by the law 
if, sorry, you who are trying to be justified by the law have been alienated from Christ. You have fallen away from grace. Some of you might be saying like they said to Paul, you're saying it doesn't matter what I do. As Paul says in Romans, Christ forbid, that's, God forbid, that's not what it's about. It's not about that. But what we do is not what makes us righteous. It's what voice we listen to and obey that makes us righteous. And then the result of that, oh, let me give you a few more scriptures. <laughs> Ephesians 2, 8 and 9. For it is by working hard. It is by obeying the law. Pick the ones you want. <laughs> leave the ones you don't like. Redefine the law in 2022. Yes, I went there. For it is by, shout it at me. For it is by grace you've been saved. Through faith. That's your part. Through faith. Come on. Faith. Not through works, through faith. Come on, this is freedom I'm preaching right now. You've been saved by grace right now. Not through works, but by freedom. And this is not from yourselves. <laughs> you need to make sure you don't allow yourself to go back into slavery, but you need to know your starting position is not from yourself, it's from God. Not by works. You weren't saved by works. So that no one can boast and say, look how good I am. Here's the word of the Lord. Grace saved us and immediately made us completely free in Christ. 100% free. 100% free. Pre-fall Adam free. But grace also now sustains us and keeps us completely free. I thought that obeying the law of doing the right things and not doing the wrong things kept me free. No, grace saved me and grace has got to sustain me, said Paul. Because if it's about the law now and the works now, you better make sure you're doing it all perfectly. And Paul said, it's not about that. What is grace? It's the empowerment of God <laughs> that comes from listening to his voice and doing what he says. That's it. You weren't saved unless you heard the voice of God calling you and re responded and said, God, I want you to be my Lord and Savior. Come on, come on, come on. Let's get down to the bottom line. Come on, no one was saved because you were good enough to get saved or you did enough good things to get saved. You heard, even if you couldn't articulate that you heard, but you felt a pulling towards what? The voice of God saying, I am the way, walk in. Come on, you are lost and I want you to be found. You are dead and I want you to be alive. And we heard the voice, the inner voice. See, not the mind, not the, not the emotions, not even the physical things I was doing, but spirit called to spirit. I heard the voice of the spirit calling me and I said, God, I give you everything. What is that? Got nothing to do with works. It's got everything to do with he heard a voice and we actually said, I'm going to go your way. And now we're free. And now we think I'll keep my freedom or I'll find my freedom if I stop doing this, 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 and this, and this, and this. No. Listen to the voice, obey the voice. 
it will result in you doing some things and not doing some things, doing some things you should and not doing some things you shouldn't, but not now because if I do it, I'll be right, but because I'm listening to the voice and I am free, I stay in freedom. Don't let yourselves be tangled again. It doesn't say, if you do enough right things, you will one day be free, Christian. If the son says you're free, you're free indeed. When? When I go to heaven? No, now. Now. And you can, some of you are so wrestling with this because you're, 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 you've got a movie reel of your folks playing over in your mind and this is the devil that's saying, come on, if you can get these things good enough, yeah, you'll get freedom one day. Oh, God, help me right now. Our starting position is freedom. Our starting position is freedom. Galatians 5, verse 13. You, my brothers and sisters, were called to be free. What's my calling? But do not use your freedom to indulge in the flesh. Rather serve one another humbly in love. See, there's law. It's got nothing to do with law. You're free, so don't just do everything you want because you'll actually end up messing up your life and become entangled again by the yoke of slavery. Verse 16 and 8 through to 18. So I say, walk by the Spirit. (laughs) And you will not... Gratify the desires of the flesh. It doesn't say try harder. Come on, you can do this. You can do this. No, walk by the Spirit. Why? Because that's what you were created by, and that's who lives inside of you. And the voice that led Adam and Eve is the voice that wants to lead you and me. We think if I do not gratify the lust of the flesh, then I can walk in the Spirit. If I can stop looking at that, if I can stop doing that, then I'll actually be more Spirit-minded. That's not what the Bible says. That is works-based, coming under law, so somehow I can attain to a place where God will accept me. If you have Christ, you are accepted in the Beloved by Father God. I'm, getting, I'm bringing foundations back here. I'm bringing foundations back here. I, I hope you hear that, what I'm trying to say here. I wish I could have a one-on-one just closeness with every single one of you in this room and Point at that reel that's going on in some of your minds and say, listen to the Spirit right now. Listen to the Spirit right now. You will, mm, you, it's so subtle. We honestly believe if we stop doing this, then I will be able to be more Spirit-led and more godly. We believe it. But it ain't what the Bible says. You don't clean yourself up after a day out on the farm before you get in the shower. 
You get in the shower, the shower cleans you. But in our lives, we want to clean ourselves up so that when we stand under the water of God's grace, we can receive it. Receive it and walk in it. Don't work for it and then walk in it. If we live by the Spirit, what is that? Listening to the voice and doing what the voice says. You will not gratify, give in to the desires of the flesh. Verse 17, for the flesh desires what is contrary to the spirit, the spirit what is contrary to the flesh. They're in conflict with each other so that you are not to do whatever you want. There are so many people in the world today and in the church today that boast about their freedom because they get to do what they want. That ain't freedom. That's slavery. I can tell you right now, if I did everything I wanted in every moment, I would be living as a slave. And so would you. Come on. Look back on your last week on some of the things that you wanted to do or felt to do. And you think, I didn't do them, therefore I'm righteous in God's eyes. No, you are righteous in God's eyes, therefore you didn't do them. Verse 16, but if you're led by the Spirit, you're not under law. If you're led by the Spirit, you're not under law. Are you saying the Ten Commandments don't apply today? I'm telling you this. I'm not saved by obeying the Ten Commandments. I'm not made righteous by obeying the Ten Commandments. But if I'm led by the Spirit, I will obey the Ten Commandments. I'm not preaching license, I'm preaching liberty. I'm preaching freedom. But we've got the cart before the horse. Come on. We've got freedom as something we're working towards. And one day we'll get there if we're good enough. It's, it's demonic. And when I say demonic, I mean its origin is in the devil saying, Did God say that? Are you good enough? Have you prayed enough? Have you read your Bible enough? Have you stopped that? Have you stopped that? Have you stopped that? It's demonic because it ain't from God. It's from the devil. And it's the spirit of this age that says, I can be good enough and God will accept me. Rubbish. I can't be good enough. You can't be good enough. Come on, without Christ, we are dirty, rotten, filthy sinners. If that offends you, it needs to offend you because it's the truth and the truth will set you free. The only way to the Father is through Jesus Christ, not through my works and not through your works. I was saved by grace. I'm sustained by grace. And it all comes back to the voice I'm listening to and the voice I'm obeying. I'm almost done. Galatians 5, 22 to 25. But the fruit, but the fruit, but the fruit, come on, I'm in the place of farmers, but the fruit, but the automatic result of what you plant and what you fertilize and what you water. But the fruit, the automatic result, the automatic result of an apple tree is apples. He doesn't have to try to produce apples. 
bush to be called an apple tree. And he can't produce oranges. Not because he's not good enough, but that's not what he is created for. If we are following the Spirit, we cannot sin. You say, but I sinned, I've sinned. You say, yes, when I stopped following the Spirit. When I had this wrestle, should I do this, should I not do this, what is that? As God saying, don't do this, not good for you. My flesh saying, I want to do that, I want to do that. And when I choose the wrong thing, sin, it's because I stop being led by the Spirit. For the fruit, see, there's not license. The automatic fruit of living by the Spirit, walking in the Spirit, not in works, not in law, not in flesh, is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness. Here you go, self-control. I don't have to try to be self-controlled. I need to be Spirit-led. If I listen and obey the voice, and my Bible says no temptation has overtaken me. It says what is common to mankind. And God is faithful. See, it shifts from me to God. And he will not let me be tempted beyond what I can bear. And with every temptation, he will provide a way of escape. Don't go there, Steve. Don't go there, Steve. Come on. Don't go there, Steve. That's not good for you. Turn it off, Steve. Come on. Don't listen to that, Steve. Don't say that, Steve. You don't need to talk about them. That's gossip, Steve. Come on, church. What is that? It's not me, it's the voice of the Spirit saying, come on, you're a free man. Don't lose your freedom. But the fruit, not but the works of one trying to walk in the Spirit is love. But the fruit of walking in the Spirit. And against such things there is no No law. I'm in the Spirit. I'm born again by the Spirit of God. I was born into freedom. Those who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified the flesh with his passions and desires. Come on, living sacrifice. <laughs> Daily crucifying. It's not because you're sinful. It's because there's still a war on, but we're not fighting for freedom and victory. We're fighting from freedom and victory. We're in freedom, so I'm going to crucify that. You need to hear me, church. You're tempted to do the wrong thing. Don't go, what's wrong with me? Nothing's wrong with you if you listen to the voice and say, no, fear, worry, come on. No, God didn't give me that. And if it keeps on knocking, we've got to move past saying, what's wrong with me? And start asking him, which voice am I listening to? And if you hear the voice of God and you have the same knock of temptation day after day and you keep on saying no, you are walking in the Spirit. And you are free. But if I was free, I wouldn't have that. Jesus had the devil coming against him, throwing scriptures. Is that really what God said? Jesus didn't say, what's wrong with me? 
He understood we don't fight flesh and blood, but we do fight principalities and powers. And there's a devil that's trying to take me out of the freedom, including the freedom of coming to earth to live and die a hard, cruel death for humanity. But I'm free. And there's a devil that comes against them. we got to stop saying what's wrong with me when we're tempted and say, I choose the Spirit's way. I choose the Spirit's way. Amen, church? I've got a, since we live by the Spirit, verse 25, come on, let us keep in step with the Spirit. I've quoted that scripture that many times, but I'm seeing the context. It's all about freedom. Since we live, I'm alive, how? By the Spirit. Come on, church, we're almost there. I'm alive by the Spirit. Okay, now keep in step with that. Genesis 1, God created man of the dust of the earth. He breathed into him. Come on. Alive by the Spirit. I don't need to give you a rule book. Just keep in step with my spirit. Eat all this stuff. Don't touch that. What's that? Being led by the Spirit. Hallelujah. This is almost a good word. So we, here's the last scripture. And I'll wrap it up. And who knows, maybe we talk more about grace and stuff tonight. Who knows? Maybe we come back to actually the Bible. Romans 6.14. This is going to blow your mind. 6.14. For sin shall no longer be your master because you will keep on working hard and saying no to this and no to that. And you will work hard enough to actually make sure that sin's not your master. You... For sin shall no longer be your master because you're not under law. Hang on. If sin's not my master, it's because I'm obeying the law. It's got nothing to do with the law. It's because I'm under grace. Sin don't rule over me. Why? Because I'm under grace. If you go to the Greek, grace means the divine influence on the heart. What's that? God speaking. And it's reflection in the life, I do what he says. That's the literal Greek definition of grace. The divine influence on the heart. You can eat of all that stuff, don't touch that one. What's that? Divine influence of the heart. And Adam and Eve, as long as they, it reflected in their life, they did what God said. Do you know what Adam and Eve were created in? Grace. You cannot separate grace and freedom. You also cannot separate works and law. Which one are you and I living under? If we are not living in freedom, this is my last statement, we're going to pray. My second last statement. If we are not living in freedom, the main question is not, what law of God am I breaking? The main question is, whose voice am I listening to and being led by? God says, I want to set people free. I want to set people again into freedom. I wonder if we could all put our stuff down. No moving around at the moment. Maybe close our eyes for a moment.
I pray the Spirit of God spoken today. I'm not working towards freedom. Working, working, working. I'm not working because I wasn't saved by works, so how can I be sustained by works? I'm not working towards freedom. I was created in freedom, and in Christ I've been returned. Here the sun sets free, you're free indeed. You're free, you're free, you're free, you're free. Maybe some of you just need to put up your hands and just thank God that you're free. Some of you go, I can't do that because I'm doing this and that. Did you hear a word I said? <laughs> it ain't about what you've done and what you've not done. It's who you're in. Right now, it's who you're in. And if you do that and you bring something to your attention, say, God, forgive me for that. And then receive the forgiveness and keep on walking in the freedom. Lord, the Holy Ghost move in this place right now. We're almost done. Holy Ghost, Holy Ghost, Holy Ghost, Holy Ghost. Holy Ghost, Holy Ghost, you created us to walk with you, to hear your voice, and to walk in harmony, in unity, in fellowship, in obedience to that voice. Not so that we can be good enough because you, for you to love, but because you love us and we're accepted. And we're free. You're free. If you're in Christ, you're free. If you're in Christ, you're free. Come on. Thank God for your freedom. Thank God for your freedom. If you need to ask God to forgive you right now, just hear me, hear me, hear me. If you ask, if you feel there's something comes to your mind and you know it's against His law, ask Him to forgive you right now. He's not prompting you to point out how bad you are. He's prompting you so you simply ask Him, receive forgiveness, and keep on walking in your freedom. God never points out something you've done wrong to condemn you. There is no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus, not those who don't make stumbles and falls and sins. Because the steps of good people are ordered by the Lord. And God delights in that son and that daughter, even though they fall. And God delights in you, even though you fall. And God delights in you, even though you fall. You will not be cast down because God upholds you with His hand. Because you're still saved. You're still free. You don't lose your salvation when you sin if you've got Christ in you. You could obey every single one of the laws that people so often quote and still not be in freedom. And you could struggle with all the laws on a journey towards God and still be in freedom. Because it is by grace, by grace, by grace. I release grace upon you right now in the name of Jesus. Come on, let grace fill you. Let grace fill you. Let grace wash you. God, send your spirit like a mighty rushing wind right now in this moon. Room, Lord, right now in the name of Jesus, let grace, let grace, let grace. Let grace replace condemnation right now. Let grace and mercy replace the lies of the enemy right now in Jesus' name. We thank you for freedom. We thank you for salvation. 
We thank you for grace. Oh, every eye closed. Every eye closed and just sitting there receiving grace and freedom right now. And I ask you to all put your hands down, just receive right now. But there are some people in this room. There might be some people in this room that have never made a decision to accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. If that is you, it doesn't make you a bad person. It just makes you a slave. It makes you someone who is distant from God, captured and caught up in sin, which the greatest sin is not something you do, but it's being separated from the God who created you. The answer to that is not to fix yourself up, clean yourself up, and nor is it to understand fully what I'm talking about and everything about the spiritual life. No one in this room fully understands God or the things of the Spirit. We're all on a journey, and that's why it requires faith. And it is by grace that you've been saved through faith. God, I acknowledge that there's something I don't have that's being talked about in this room right now. And His name is Jesus Christ because He is the one that set us free. And if you want to come back to freedom and come back to eternal and come into eternal life, if you want to live your life under grace and not under law, if you want to live your life in freedom, not in slavery, and you haven't accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, or you've been away and you've gone away and you've done your own thing and you become entangled again. I'm not talking about um, things along the way, but you love God. I'm talking about when you've just turned your back and walked away, or you've never accepted Jesus Christ, then today is a day of salvation for you, my friend. Today is a day of salvation. You will not lose your freedom. You'll gain your freedom. You'll gain your freedom. So while every eye is closed and everyone is just praying and enjoying grace, if that's you and you want me to pray for you and you say, I want to accept Jesus as my Savior, I want you to put up your hand really, really high so I can just see you and pray for you. If your heart's pounding, I tell you right now, that's God drawing you. That's right there, the voice that God wants you to listen to. And maybe everyone here knows Jesus Christ. Thank you. Thank you, brother. Thank you, brother. Anyone else, put up your hand really high. I've seen you put the... You can put your hand down. Anyone else? Come on, come on, come on. Don't miss this day if that's you. Hallelujah. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. God bless you. You can put your hand down. Anyone else saying, God, I want to come back to that place. I want to come to that place. Hallelujah. 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 Put your hands down. The Bible says if you believe in your heart and you confess with your mouth that Jesus Christ is Lord you will be saved. Hallelujah. So we're going to pray. And I'm going to ask the church, everyone to pray with me. If you put your hand up or even if you didn't, but you want to pray this, I want you to pray it with me right now and pray it from your heart. Come on, church, pray this with me. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you that you created me in freedom and for freedom. Thank you that you speak to me and I can hear your voice. Forgive me for turning my own way, for making my own decisions, for being the Lord of my life. Forgive me, Lord. Now give me eternal life. I accept Jesus Christ as my Lord and my Savior. 
and I want to live with you. I want to know your voice. Teach me your voice and I will obey your voice. I want to walk in freedom and I want to walk in grace. Thank you, Jesus. Father, I release your blessing. If you want to just go into deeper revelations, church, of freedom and grace in Christ and actually live by listening to that voice and obeying that voice and living completely free. And you, you've received something today, but man, you want to just go deeper and deeper in this foundational but life-giving truth. Come on, stand to your feet. Come on, as we're finishing up right now, look to the Lord, look to the Lord. We're, We're done here. Look to the Lord right now. Father, seal this Word by the wonderful Holy Ghost. Seal this Word. Seal this Word. Seal this Word. Seal this word. Thank you that we're free. Come on, say it after me. Thank you, Father, that I'm free. Come on, speak to yourself, prophesy. Thank you, Father, that I am free. Come on, speak to yourself. Thank you, Father, that I am free. That I am saved by grace and I am sustained by grace. Help me to hear your voice. Help me to hear your voice. Come and lay your hand upon your ears, upon your your mind right now. God, help me to know your voice and obey your voice. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Father, bless these people. Bless these people whom Sally and I love so dearly. And you love even more. Let this word bring life today, we pray in Jesus' name. May we all come back tonight and the next eight nights, Father Lord, as much as we can, not to not to try to prescribe what they may look like, but just to take whatever you want to give us, Lord. Whatever you want to give us, Lord. Not our will, that yours be done. And to you alone be all the glory in Jesus' name. And the people of God said, come on, shout it out. Amen, amen, amen. God bless you. Thanks for joining today. If you'd like to know more about service times or simply want to find out more about church, head to our website, riveredgechurch.com.au.